Welcome to the Mycotoxin Matters podcast from Alltech Mycotoxin Management. As mycotoxins present an ever-increasing threat to livestock production, join us as we discuss these impacts and potential solutions, sustainable farming, and our vision for a planet of plenty. Hi, welcome to Mycotoxin Matters. My name is Nick Adams, and I'm the Global Director for Alltech's Mycotoxin Management Program. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Dr. Radka Boratova. Uh, Radka is a veterinarian who also uh, studied for a PhD uh, in the impact of mycotoxins uh, within uh, broilers and joined Alltech in June of 2020 uh, after spending a number of years providing mycotoxin management support within the feed industry. Radka's focused uh, in providing mycotoxin management uh, support across Europe. Radka, welcome to Mycotoxin Matters. Thanks, Nick. Glad to be here. So in today's episode, we are going to take a deeper dive into the area of climate change and maybe pick up on some of the themes that we talked about in our opening episode with Dr. Mark Lyons and explore exactly how climate change will affect mycotoxins in feed and food. Uh, maybe Radka, you can begin by telling us how would you see the relationship between climate conditions and mold? Yeah, Nick, it's, it's a very simple answer because the climate conditions can affect the growth, distribution, proliferation, and also mycotoxin production of uh, fungi or mold. So actually the molds or fungus which are growing on the fields or which are produced during the storage, they will be very much influenced by uh, climate conditions which are surrounding them. And so can climate change have an impact on mycotoxin production? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, changes in climatic conditions have a potential to increase risks that mycotoxin, uh, mycotoxigenic fungi pose to food and feed uh, safety. But before, we really have to understand what those climate changes are. And in my opinion, uh, uh, the climate changes, what's, what is happening now is that the concentrations of the, uh, of the methane, carbon dioxide, nitrous oxide in the atmosphere are increasing. That's resulting in environmental warming and that's resulting in greater precipitation or on the other side into drought. And all of those changes, so increased concentrations of those air gases, in global warming, and also uh, changes in precipitations are going to have an impact on the behavior of uh, fungi. So then if we pick up on one of those things, uh, Radka, uh, clearly what you're saying is, is our planet is warming. Um, so with that in mind, what are the the predictions concerning temperature on the pre-harvest crops with regards to mycotoxin production? That's a good question. The IPCC report uh, from 2007 says or states that the temperature will raise in approximately four degrees of Celsius in the next hundred years. And what does it going to mean when we talk about mycotoxins, uh, of course? So when we talk about mycotoxins, we will have two different regions created. We have them now as well, but at this moment we have cool regions and we have warm regions. The cool regions, they are going to warm up 
and the warm regions are going to warm up even more and they are going to be very dry as well. So if we talk about, talk about those cool regions, because they are going to warm up, the, uh, the more crops uh, or greater yields will be seen in those regions, which is going to result in higher mass of mycotoxins produced, because if you have more crops, we'll also have more mycotoxins. The overall quality of the crops may be worse than before in terms of mycotoxins per unit crop uh, weight of crop. And those regions, they will have also, because the temperature is, is going to raise, uh, the storage conditions are going to uh, uh, change. But that was not your question because you were asking about the pre-harvest. If you talk about the warmer regions, then fever crop yield will occur as a result of climate change and crops will be of lower quality because of the stress. And we will expect less lower mass of mycotoxins produced because we if we have more crops, also less mycotoxins will be produced in that mass of the crops. But nevertheless, that lower mass of the crops will be contaminated with higher concentrations of mycotoxins. Why? Because the drought is a huge stress for those for the plants. And if the plants are in stress, they are less resistant against the uh, uh, pests and molds and mycotoxins uh, consequently. And of course, dry conditions, finally, uh, they might be on this either side uh, favorable for the storage conditions. So the storage in those warmer regions should improve a uh, little bit. That's how I, I, I would see that the, the, the influence of temperatures on the mycotoxin protection. So then, Radka, I mean, very much the temperature side of things from what you're saying is is sort of split into into two obviously the the effects on the cooler uh, areas of the world and and the effects on the warmer areas of the world what's the the situation when we think about precipitation and the impact of precipitation on mycotoxin development in the future yes the the heavy precipitation is very likely in some regions while drought which is the opposite of heavy precipitation is likely in the others and the plants are going to be stressed from both conditions. So heavy precipitation is stressing the plants. It's also having an impact on the soil erosion and inability to cultivate some lands. And drought is doing the same. And also, when we talk about the soil erosion, that allows nutrients to leach away from the plant. That's going to decrease the plant's resistance against uh, fungal infections and will result in, in, in more mycotoxin uh, production. So definitely, if we talk about the precipitation, then definitely higher precipitation or drought, both are going to lead to, to huge stress for the plants. And when the plants are stressed, they are more vulnerable to, to fungi or fungal infections. So in both cases, higher mycotoxin production is predicted for the next uh, years. So interesting that you chatted there, Radka, around the pre-harvest mycotoxin production and the fact that in all likelihood, as the climate changes, we will see more likely increased risk uh, from mycotoxins pre-harvest. So if we then turn our attention to the, the other side of the fence, as it were, we talk about the post-harvest mycotoxins, the storage mycotoxin, uh, what about their production as a result of climate change? Yeah, when we talk about the the storage or the, the impact of climate change on the, the post-harvest production of mycotoxins, then 
definitely storage will be difficult in cases where climate uh, change results in high moisture levels, levels, because that's going to lead to problems with drying of the crops. That is going to happen more in those cooler regions. On the other side, we have those warmer regions, which are going to be drier as well. And in that case, definitely dry conditions are not suitable for mold. Mold, they like higher moisture, higher humidity, higher temperatures, and hot and dry weather is not uh, favorable. And the crops is going to be dry itself, uh, which is actually not favorable condition for the mold growth and mycotoxin production. So we, we should see it which in which region we are. And depending on that, uh, we will see what is going to be the climate uh, change impact on the storage conditions and mycotoxin production. So actually then the concept that in certain scenarios that that warmer, drier climate will actually potentially help the the storage side of things when it comes to mycotoxins. Yeah, that, that's possible. So let's maybe pick up on the uh, the, the gas side of things and you mentioned concentration of methane and carbon dioxide nitrous oxide in in the atmosphere um, when we think about increasing concentrations of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere what sort of impact on mold growth and mycotoxin production will that have yeah that's what you're right, that's what I said. Uh, actually, the atmospheric concentrations of CO2 are expected to double or triple in the next 25 to 50 years. And if you talk about different regions in Europe, for example, those are going to be impacted by increased temperatures to, to around 2 to 5 degrees of Celsius, and that's going to be coupled with elevated CO2 uh, concentrations and the drought episodes. And that's a mortal, mortal combination for, for the plant. Uh, if we talk about CO2 itself, then slightly those slightly elevated CO2 concentration and interaction with the temperature and water availability, that may stimulate uh, the growth uh, in some mycotoxigenic uh, species, especially under the water stress. It means some molds might benefit from this uh, uh, condition because increased CO2 concentration means there will be also higher temperature and there will be probably in some regions, as I said, will be higher drought. And that's where some moles will favor from this and the others not. So it will really have an impact what kind of mold we will see. And uh, probably the composition or this, the mold species are going to change from region to region. They are going to shift, uh, I, I would say. So the molds which we see in some regions now, they will most probably disappear from there and they will just appear somewhere else. Uh, that's how I would see that. And if you look, talk about the plants themselves, we know the plants are breathing the CO2 during the day. And that's very important because increased concentrations of CO2 are going to have an impact on the metabolism of crops. So the crops, we can predict the higher CO2 in the atmosphere will increase or, or will have an impact on increase or higher yields of the crops. And when we look at the, the, the plant itself, then when the plant is infected by fungi and mycotoxins, uh, they are all over the plant. They are on the leaves, they are uh, on uh, the kernels, on the cobs and whatever. So 
if there is going to be higher temperature result of increased CO2 uh, concentrations in the atmosphere, then also there is going to be increased temperature on the leaves of those plants. And as the molds are living on those uh, leaves, of course, that's going to have an impact what kind of molds are, are going, because every mold is having a different temperature optima. Yeah, it's always a range. One mold likes uh, lower temperatures, uh, some mold like higher temperatures. But if the leaves are going to be warmer, that's going to have an impact on what kind of mold are going to appear on those uh, plants. So again, as I said, probably the molds and the mold species are going to shift from one region to an, uh, to another one, uh, depending on the uh, on the temperatures, which are a consequence of the CO2 concentrations in the air. Higher CO2, warmer climate probably will uh, we will see. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And we, we obviously we think about climate change on a very big scale, but there you are talking really about the sort of microclimate in and around the leaf and and the temperature and the the impacts of of all of these changes on those those microcosms. Um, what about the concept of UV uh, and and mycotoxins? You know, you talked about carbon dioxide. What does a UV do uh, in this uh, in this equation, as it were? Yeah, that's a good question because we know that many mycotoxins are mutagenic and are well known as a source of mutation in the environment. But the increase in UV radiation from climate change. Um, um, related temperatures, that's going to increase the number of mutations as well. So mycotoxins and the UV radiation both are causing mutations in the nature. So I don't know what is going to be the impact of the UV radiation on the mycotoxin production. It probably might have a direct impact on molds as well, because if we have high UV radiation, that's going to cause increased number of mutations in the nature, including the molds. More, I would see that that those two will work like in synergism. So if fungi and mycotoxins are producing more mutations in the nature and UV radiation is doing the same, we can expect more mutations in the nature in the future. And we know that mutations might uh, might be very dangerous. So Radka, given the comments around climate change uh, and and some of the different elements that you've talked about what are some of the potential options and opportunities within the feed chain to reduce mycotoxins given this changing landscape yeah, definitely the climate change has started many years ago when we are already doing that it's definitely good agriculture practice and good manufacturing practices so the pre-harvest and post-harvest uh, methods how to reduce the mycotoxins um, in the crops and the, also how to reduce the concentrations of mycotoxins which are fed to the animals and definitely from the wider perspective we can see that as also the strategies of uh, countries or regions to reduce the the, uh, the climate change like for example the Europe which, ju which just recently launched the Green Deal and um, what the Green Deal means that Europe wants to make its economy more sustainable. And the goal is to become uh, climate neutral in uh, uh, 2000 uh, or by 2050. And that's, I would say, a wider perspective, but it's going to have an impact on the agriculture. It's going to have an, an impact on all of us. You know, Radko, it, it's, it is a fascinating area. Um, so many 
different things that are playing into this bigger picture. You know, obviously we've got the European Green Deal now coming in and and people are really trying to get their heads around what that means in terms of how we can uh, try and hit these sustainability targets and and some of the requirements around the different types of agri- agricultural practices, uh, reduced pesticide use, et cetera, that will will go into those things. So it, it, certainly moving forward, the the future uh, is going to be an interesting one. When you look at it from an Alltech standpoint, how do you think Alltech can contribute to successful mycotoxin risk management in times when the environment is changing so dramatically? Uh, that's a good question, Nick, because that's why all we are here. Uh, in my opinion, uh, Alltech has many possibilities how we can operate or how we can help the agriculture to decrease uh, the impact of uh, climate change. For example, the Alltech crop science products, they offer a brain produce of free chemical alternatives and improving the crop health and resistance. And that's what I was talking in the previous uh, previous parts. Uh, every time the crops or the plants are in stress, they are more vulnerable uh, to the molds and uh, fungi. And if we improve the health and resistance of plants, we can very much decrease the mycotoxin contamination. And if you talk about the post-harvest strategies, then Autec Microsoft product range offers uh, the livestock producers different solutions for the management of mycotoxins. And what I forgot to mention is when the, the climate is changing and those regions are shifting and we have cooler and warmer regions, we need to analyze or test for mycotoxins more often. And that's what Alltech is doing. We provide our customers with, with the services, which we call Alltech 37 plus, uh, where we can help them to analyze mycotoxins. Uh, also, uh, Alltech recently launched the rapid analytical programs where again we help the farmers and the and the feed producers to analyze mycotoxins in raw materials and just one example uh, if we for example use the microscope in 100,000 layers we can help to improve their performance, which could be somehow impaired by mycotoxins. By improved performance, we could reduce the overall carbon footprint by 3.76% based on our meta-analytical data. And that's uh, that's the equal to the impact of removing 124 cars on the road or planting 190 trees. That's a question, that's one feed additive. What if the layer producer would apply several feed additives, which could increase the performance and reduce the carbon footprint. How many cars could we remove from the road if we do that? Or how many uh, trees could we plant if we do that? And there are so many feed additives, especially from Alltech, which have the ability to uh, reduce the, uh, the carbon footprint. So that's a question uh, which we have to ask ourselves is how agriculture can contribute to, the, to that climate change or reduction of the impact of the climate change. Uh, that would be the question I would ask, definitely. So Radka, when we, when we think then about mycosorb, one of the things that we know about mycotoxins is that they will typically reduce the performance efficiency and the total production uh, of 
uh, of livestock and poultry. Uh, so, you know, what can we learn uh, from research in these situations to say, well, okay, what does that do for carbon footprint? Can we offset some of that carbon footprint if we're using products like this? What What do we know? Yeah, that's a good question, Nick. Definitely, we have a scientific animal data which are published in uh, PAV journals. And when we take all of those data, we made already the meta-analysis. We can look at the impact of microswarp on the animals. Like in this case, we were looking at the impact of microswarp on the layers and the performance of layers when they were challenged with mycotoxins and treated with microswarp. And we could see that there was clear performance impact of mycotoxins. And this performance impact was that the performance of layers was decreased. But when the microswarp was applied, the performance was protected or increased, which consequently reduced the carbon footprint of that layer production of those 100,000 layers, let's say it, um, if, if we want to bring it back to the numbers. So basically, we talk about scientific data put into the meta-analysis and evaluating those results and changing all of those data on uh, the impact of Microsoft on the uh, carbon footprint uh, in layers. Thanks very much, Rapka. Great insights there in and around the whole concept of climate change and and uh, how that will impact molds and mycotoxins. Thank you. And if you'd like to find out uh, more on this topic, you can head over to our blog on nomycotoxins.com. That's uh, nomycotoxins, K-N-O-W, mycotoxins.com, and look out for the blog titled Climate Change and Mycotoxin Risk, Analyzing an Evolving Problem. And we look forward to catching up with you next time on Mycotoxin Matters. We hope you enjoyed listening today and look forward to you joining us next time on the Mycotoxin Matters podcast. For more information on the topics discussed, please visit nomycotoxins.com. That's K-N-O-W, mycotoxins.com.